Welcome to the Mormon Mompreneur Podcast. Mormon Mompreneur is a home for women of faith who desire to be strengthened in motherhood and empowered in business. We thrive off of talking with other women with unique experiences and vision who have felt guided by the divine to bring about remarkable things at home and abroad. Hey, you guys, welcome to our 12th episode of Mormon Mompreneur Podcast. We are so excited to be here today and more excited that this is our last episode for our first season. We can't believe it's already been 12 episodes and we've had so many amazing women with us. Our hearts are full and we have been so blessed by you guys listening and the reaction has been overwhelming. And so thanks you guys. We have so many things for you in the new year and so many interviews already ready and can't wait to get back in January. But before that, we are so excited to have Courtney Casper here with us. Of course, Courtney Casper Letters. She is from Alpine, Utah, but lives in Eastern Washington right now. She is the mom to three girls. She has had her Court Casper Letters Etsy shop for one year, and it's just exploding. She just launched her first book. I say first because, right, there's going to be another. And she has some really awesome things that she does with her hand lettering and her special project called Love Notes. So we're really excited for you to be here, Courtney. Welcome. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. I guess the best part that we really need to, to say is Courtney is on her way back to Washington. <laughs> She's sitting in her car right now and her yes. kids are with her husband in a diner so she can it's have this <laughs> If you get anything from this, it's that this is really a glamorous life that we mm-hmm. both live. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Thanks for making this happen on the road. We're super excited to hear from you. Let's dig in. Tell me about your business. It's so funny to call it my business, right? Because it started as this crazy hobby that took over my whole house. (laughs) And now it's turned into this business that's kind of weird to say. But I've always just loved doodling. I was going through this really crazy time after I had my third baby. All within a month. I was nine months pregnant, and we found out my, my little brother had stage four melanoma. That was oh my awful. The worst. And then I had a baby within, like, two weeks of all this. So I was in a crazy emotional place. Postpartum cancer, which is... The worst. The worst. It's just such a fiery furnace of your faith, trial of your faith. So I started doodling, and I started looking at these Instagram videos of these people lettering, and I was like this is so therapeutic for me, right? So I'm just sitting there at night nursing and and writing these same things over and over again. And then I started posting on Instagram. And I think the thing that people started to resonate with them is because I was just posting things like, cancer's the worst, or I hate cancer, (laughs) or, or things like that that people get and people are connected to. That's kind of where it started. And I realized I loved to teach people. And so I launched these intro to hand lettering workbooks and kind of just went from there, I guess. So how did you do that? Did you have a background or did you just perfect your craft? Or how do you feel like you got from there to there? I just started. And people <laughs> ask me that all the time. Do you have any advice for someone just starting, a letter or just starting? Or I just opened my first Etsy shop. Do you have any advice for me? Just start 
just start. It doesn't have to be a perfect product. Your Etsy shop doesn't have to look like professionally done. The whole Etsy thing, I'm not an expert and I don't really know what makes it tick and what makes one person stand out more from another person. But I just feel like people want to buy from you. They want to buy from a person. I'm not going to try to pretend like I'm a businesswoman. I'm not. (laughs) I'm not going to try to pretend like I know all the ins and outs of this. I don't. I'm not going to use words that I wouldn't use as my best friend in this. I'm just going to say, hey, I made this book. It's really cool. Do you want to try it? (laughs) And if you don't like it, just tell me and we'll work something out. And so I think that people just want to work with a person. They're more interested in you maybe and the product together. It's not always about the product that you're selling. Um, I think you just told the secret of, (laughs) I think you did (laughs) without knowing. Um, Obviously, you knew your story, right? Going into your Instagram account and you were real upfront. This last year, my dad has been battling cancer. Who doesn't that resonate with? It's something that you don't know until you're there. And I think that it's given me this huge empathy for other people and all hard things in life. Like, Cancer is one thing, but when you boil down everyone's hardest thing, we all feel these same things. Loneliness, fear, guilt, desperation, all these things. And it doesn't have to be cancer that, you know, you feel those things from, but it can be. And it was for me. I needed a place to say, I hate cancer. But even though I hate cancer, I know God loves my brother. I know God loves you. And I, just, I needed to be able to say that. And it was healing for me to be able to say that. When I look at your work and I look at your posts, I think what stands out to me, though, is that, yeah, you were feeling these feelings of despair and grief, but your posts are to lift others, you know, and they're to make people happy. That's really what is resonating is that you can feel these really hard, raw, yucky feelings, but still bear testimony of Christ and his love for us. And what's ironic about this whole thing, right, is that I'm really good at telling other people that they're loved and meaning it. And that's been the most amazing thing for me is to feel this deep love for strangers. I don't even know, but I do. I feel it. And they weigh on my heart and mind. And But ironically, it's hard for me at times. I really struggle with feeling God's love. I really struggle with letting his love in. And my new book, Inspired Lettering, it is me in a more real sense than my Instagram of, you know, times when I walked in darkness. We all do. We all walk in darkness sometimes. How do we find light when we're in the dark? How do we hold on to light when the dark is so in our face and so overwhelming? And for me, that was scripture, music, you know, hymns or or uplifting gospel music, conference talks, but little snippets. I couldn't bite off the whole thing. I needed little bites. And then I mixed that with journaling and, you know, writing these things over and over again. And it created this space where I could hold on to life. Cancer is so big and, and death and grief and all this stuff. It's so big. I couldn't even, you know, I couldn't even, it couldn't even fit inside of me. I couldn't accept it. And writing the words, you are loved or, you know, God has a plan or something like that. It opened a space for those things to work in my heart and so I could really believe in them and have faith in them. You know, when when rubber met the road, like, I need to believe these things (laughs) now. I needed faith now. 
And so the new book is all of that, I guess, mixed together. Tell us about your new book. So I've taught lots of workshops and I've taught lots of people how to letter. And I love teaching them. So it has lots of intro to hand lettering stuff, my favorite tools, different styles, all that good stuff. And then every day it has a couple of gospel-centered quotes or hymns and things. And then a personal thought of, you know, why I chose those or why I needed those today or just something a little snippet, personal snippet of testimony. And then you turn the page and it has two pages for you to letter or journal or write or create whatever inspiration's coming to you that day about those words. I don't take time every day to sit down and listen. And that can be hard to do. And especially as a busy mom and especially a mom running a business at home, like we don't have time to sit down and just listen to what we need, listen to inspiration that can come to us. And so this book's meant to do that take five minutes, read something, feel like it was meant for you that day, and go on about your day better, you know, with light in your life. Yeah, I think that we can get caught up (laughs) in our day-to-day. I love to have something tangible and purposeful to make you sit, because when you write something over and over again, or you take time to write, it is ingrained in your soul, you know, so, and I love that. I'm excited to try it out. I've always wanted to try hand lettering. But anyone can do it. That's what I tell everyone. Anybody can do it. You don't have to have good handwriting. You don't have to be artistic. You can do it. (laughs) Well, we'll see. (laughs) We'll see how it goes. (laughs) So you have a book now, but how Mm -hmm. did you get from starting out on Instagram? Posting Mm -hmm. your lettering and then now you have a book like tell me about that journey. I prayed a lot. And I had people around me that just supported me in this crazy dream and got behind me and bought something from me. I just this weekend met the girl who was my first Etsy sale ever. And she came to my book launch party. And it was so great to hug her because she believed me before I believed in me. And it just took a few people like that to say, hey, I think that you're doing something cool or it just took that one moment of feeling divinely like you're doing something good. Keep doing it. It might fail. It might go nowhere, but it might go somewhere. It just was one step and then another step and another little step and totally making it up as I go. I mean, a lot of YouTube tutorials on how to use Illustrator, you know, I don't know how to use this stuff and I just tried and I tell you that just start, just try But as far as like the Instagram and sharing my testimony and sharing real parts of myself and my heart, it's scary to do. It's really vulnerable to put yourself out there. It is. It's super scary. You know. What made you keep doing it? I was 18 when I got married and I had a baby at 19 and I just kind of continued that. And I, I felt like if there's one person there's one person that clicks over to LDS.org after I bear my testimony or say something also, then it's worth it. It's worth the scary jump. If there's one person that is having the worst day of their lives and happens to scroll past my video and has a glimmer of light and hope, it's worth it. So I just kept doing it, kept putting myself out there. And I like to think, I don't know, you don't really know your reach on social media. That maybe one person has been affected for good. Maybe one person has has come back to God. And I've been there. I have the empathy for people. Like, I've walked in darkness. I get it. 
I felt that awkward feeling saying a prayer when I haven't said one in a long time. I've abandoned my faith at times, but I've found a way back. And there's a way back for you. And if I can say that and one person thinks, maybe I can come back, it's worth it. Well, I know you're having a big effect, but it's hard to see the ripples, right? When you drop a pebble in the water, it's hard (laughs) to know where your ripples and, and who they touch. From your response, and I know that people... They write genuine comments to you after you write genuine feelings and you are making a difference. When you're talking about starting a year ago and just not knowing, but just having faith, like I, it totally hit me like a year ago. I was like, I should do more mompreneur and figure that out and what that means. And it's really scary, but my word. scary it's scary what like especially for me when it's about cancer and it's not my brother yeah you know he wants everyone to think that he doesn't have cancer <laughs> but he does and it's you know you you go through this stuff and you everyone does you, everyone's gonna go through stuff and for me I felt like I gotta use this you know these these lessons that I'm learning I have to use this for for good for some, you know, for someone else. And that's kind of how the love notes started. Tell me about the love notes because they're one of my favorite things. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me what they are and then I want to know more about them. So I started the love notes right at the beginning. In fact, if you scroll back far enough in my Instagram, you will see the very first love note post and it's pretty, it's funny, but (laughs) it's funny to go back. But I lived in Washington. My brother is in Utah and I'm the oldest. I'm really protective. I wanted to be there. It was just eating me up inside that I wasn't there. You know, I wasn't physically there for them. My brother's very few words, not a big talker. And I wanted to tell him all these things. I wanted to tell him that I loved him. I wanted to tell him that I thought he was brave. I wanted to tell him I'm sorry he has, he's having a bad day. And for some reason or other, I just couldn't pick up the phone and do it. I knew it would make him feel awkward. I wasn't sure exactly what to say. So I started sending him cards. I just bought a big stack of blank white cards and I started sending them to him. And one morning I woke up and I just had this overwhelming, I call it a push because that's what it feels like for me. Like I have to do it. You know, I like, even though I may not want to, like I have to do it to start sending cards anonymously to people that need them, people that needed a hug. I thought, okay, if there's someone in my life that I wish I could pick up the phone and call and say something to, for sure there's someone else that's feeling the same way. So I started a a Gmail account, right? That's the first thing we do. Start a Gmail account. (laughs) So I started a Gmail account and I posted on my Instagram. I had like a hundred followers or something, but I didn't care. I wasn't going to wait, you know, wait, maybe when I have 200 or 300, I was going to do it now. And I said, Hey, if you have someone who you've been thinking about, but you're not sure what to do, you're not sure what to say, you're not sure you know, how to say it, send me their name and address. I'm going to write them a love note and send it to them. So that's what I did. I started writing these cards and they say, you are loved. And on the inside, they say so, so much. And I started writing them and putting addresses and slapping stamps on them and putting them in the mail. And maybe three times, I've sent hundreds of them. Maybe three times I've got someone say, hey, my sister got that love note. She loved it. It's on her fridge. So again, I don't really know my reach. I'm hoping they get to their homes if the address is right. (laughs) But sitting down and writing the words 
you are loved, you are loved so, so much over and over again. It's been a humbling experience for me because I've been given this like crazy ability to, I really, I write these names and I feel God's love for them. And I know that they're going through, you know, losing a child, cancer, abuse, suicide, postpartum depression, you know, lost their job, planning a wedding and it's stressful. I mean, it's like all these different things. And we all need to be told we're loved. And I love the Love Note Project. It's so fun for me to do. And my kids occasionally get them and scribble crayon on them. And I'm like, send them away, you know, send them with love. So that's <laughs> oh, kind of how word. it started. And I hope it never ends. I hope people keep submitting them to me. It's free. I love it. That's amazing. <laughs> that's another key to your success is that you have started this out of real, pure love for people. And it's not for anything. It's just that you know you're supposed to do it. You have a talent. And one of the things that I love about it is if you said, I can write good words, I can make them look pretty, you may not think that you can change people, mm -hmm. but you can and you have. And I just, I love that because why am I crying? <laughs> I do too. It's been a cryy weekend. I've been crying all weekend. I just think that that is one of Satan's biggest tools is to say that what you're good at doesn't matter and you can't really do much with it, you know? And that's false. It's the worst. Yep. I want people to know that we're created in the image of God and God is an artist. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be a hand letterer or a painter or a musician. You can live art and be an artist in the way you mother your children. As a teacher, in your primary class, as a visiting teacher, as a stranger, you can choose to live art, your art, whatever that is, and make a difference in people's lives. Your corner of the world is important, and your corner needs you. After hearing that, I think the next question they're going to say is, what am I good at? What is my hand lettering? So do you have advice for people, or what would you say? I would say... Whatever makes your heart beat fast, whatever makes you want to stay up till three in the morning and get it done, whatever that thing is that you feel pushed to do, that you feel called to do, that when you step into that place, you feel like this is where I'm meant to be. And That's then, your hand lettering. That's your art. <laughs> and then you have to do it, right? And then be you have to make the scary, scary <laughs> jump and jump into it. And it doesn't matter if it fails. It doesn't matter if you mess the whole thing up. You tried, and that's what counts. I was talking to one of my dear friends that I often mentor about business, and she's like, why am I doing this photography thing? I mean, am I any good? Like, should I be doing it? And I said, I don't know. Why are you doing it? And she finally said, because I feel like that's what God's calling me to do. Mm -hmm. I said, then there's your answer. Like, really? That's it. And you don't have to come back to it. You just need to go forward with confidence. And like you have seen doors open. Yep. Doors will open. And especially when you use this gift, right? I was talking to my husband about this. He's like, well, what are my gifts? I'm like, you like to cook. And that cooking brings people together. And that is your thing. That's your art for us that you offer us. And when you use your gifts for other people, Heavenly Father will without a doubt 
open doors. He will use you if you open your mouth, if you use your hands, if you take a jump. He will absolutely use you and put you in the places that he wants you to be. This has warmed my complete soul. My last question I always love to ask, do you have any specific times where you have seen the Lord's hand in your business? I have so many from start to finish, right? (laughs) I'm very aware that on my own, none of this is possible, but with God, anything is possible. And I think I would have told you that a year ago with a hundred followers. It's the same from start to finish. This book has been little, you know, his hand in every detail of it, but I just wasn't feeling right about this specific printer. And I heard an ad on the radio for another printers. I decided on a whim, I'm just going to show up, go knock, see what they're up to. You can see this printer. So I walked in and they had this girl. She's probably, I don't know, 25 working behind the counter. And she was stuffing all the envelopes and she has really deformed hands and legs. And so she, you know, she wasn't struggling at all, but, I had this thought like, for sure, there's probably a faster way to get this job done. And yet the owners of this printer have this sweet girl doing all the work. And I just knew in that moment, like, okay, oh, there've been so many times I wanted to scrap this whole thing. So many times when I was like, I can't do it. I don't know what I'm doing. This is way too vulnerable. I don't want to put myself online anymore. I don't want to share anymore. But in this moment, I just knew, like, Heavenly Father has a hand in my life, and I can't deny that. And this girl has bound every single one of my books. And so I just, you know, his hands blessing my life, I can never deny that. And I made a promise to my Heavenly Father that I would be his hands and his mouthpiece for as long as he needs me to. And I will keep glorifying him in all that I do, you know, as a mom, as a business owner, as a hand letter, as a friend, as a sister, as a daughter. And in return, I've been blessed with this deep desire to, I just want each person to know that they're loved by him. And that no matter how far away they feel from God, that he's always there and that his love is real. That motivates everything else I do in my business and Instagram page. Just want to inspire women. I just want them to know that they're loved and that they're his. Thank you so much. I have felt his love just talking to you. And I'm glad that you made that promise because you've already changed my life and I've only known you shortly. (laughs) So thank you for hanging out with me in your car. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime. It's been a welcome break from the 12-hour drive. (laughs) And I just adore you and I'm so blessed that you said yes to chat with us and I'm excited to get your book. I will definitely tag you on Instagram when it arrives. (laughs) And thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you. And thanks, you guys, for listening to our first season of Mormon Mompreneur. We have been blessed by the women that we've been able to interview, and we've been blessed by our listeners who are joining us weekly, and that's you. And we hope that you have felt inspired to be better and to feel his love in your life. We can't wait to see you back in January. joining us on the Mormon Mompreneur podcast. Check out our other episodes and learn from other women of faith, motherhood, and business as they share their unique stories and experiences. Go to www.mormonmompreneur.com or the iTunes store to learn more.